Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi everyone, uh, this is Cass, and you might remember from a few shows ago. Uh, I'm taking over from Brandy this week, and I am joined today by Mary Lou, who also hosted last week. Hey guys, good to be back, and cool to be here today with you, Cass. Yeah, we've been trying to find a day to host together for a few weeks now, and we finally got one that worked. <laughs> Um, so today, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the holiday season. Now, Mary Lou, you talked a bit about um, various aspects of the holidays last week, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Alea and I talked about um, mental health around the holidays as a whole. Um, we touched base on some of the bigger picture things like financial stress. So, how it's... Uh, how we feel like we need to spend a lot of money to tell people we love them around the holidays. Um, and we also talked about things like reconnecting with family around the holidays that we may not have had the opportunity to when we were kids and creating our own relationships as uh, teenagers and as young adults. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that a, a lot of us can relate to various different aspects of um, as a, adults and also as teen. Um, I can sort of think back to a few Christmases during my youth um, sort of on, on the spectrum of good to bad holidays. Because <laughs> um, for some people, the holidays are, are really nice and a really um, sort of cozy family time. And for other people, the holidays can actually be quite uncomfortable, um, especially if you're uh, going back to your immediate family who you haven't seen a lot during the year, or if you have extended family coming to visit you who you don't see a lot. Um thought we could just talk about some reasons why the holidays might be uncomfortable for some people and what are some ways that you can try and make it more bearable. Yeah, sounds great. I'm really into talking about that. I think it's super important and very relevant. Yeah. I don't know whose notification that was, but they're fired. They're <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the holidays can be uncomfortable for a number of reasons. Um, you might, within your family, have uh, political or religious differences that sort of can split people, especially between generations. Um, and also, um, as a teen, you might be uh, discovering things about your uh, gender or your sexuality that are um, foreign and, and unfamiliar to other members of your family and there might potentially be some conflicts there, especially if you're bringing a new partner home and you know your parents aren't used to you dating people of a particular gender. Yeah, totally fair enough. I think everybody expects um, holidays. So, oh, oh. oh, it looks like we're losing Mary a little bit. I'll just, oh. I'm just going to talk while you <laughs> fix some of your technical issues there. Um, so we're just sort of looking at the, the different reasons that holidays might be uncomfortable. And, and um, Mary Lou, are there any holidays that you've had in the past that you have been a little bit tense or uncomfortable for you with your family or anyone else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I come from a family of five. 
and nuclear households. Um, us three kids are now all adults. And Christmas is very different. And I think it took my family a really long time to kind of settle in um, to hanging out as adults because we've all changed and we've all developed different opinions. Um, and conversation around the dinner table isn't always, so what did you do at school today? It's, hey, who are you voting for? Mm. Or, yeah. Yeah. or talking about, um, you know, really anything uh my grandfather and anyone that is not white to be frank yeah 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 I also came from a family um I grew up in New Zealand and so I I come from a Kiwi family of four um and I am the youngest child of the youngest sibling on my dad's side so my dad is the youngest of four wow Um, and so the, the age difference between me and my oldest cousin, who is the, the only girl among the cousins, um, it's just her at one end and me and the other. And there's about a 20-year age gap between her and me. Um, so I was always the baby of the family. And that meant when I became a teenager and started having opinions, that was unacceptable <laughs> because I was supposed to be the baby. Um yeah. And even more recently as an adult um, or in my late teens, early 20s, when I started sort of exploring my own um, sexuality and and came out as gay and then when I um, came out as non-binary, there was a lot of um, friction initially just in in my immediate family, um, but also then at the holidays when we had all the uncles And because my family is very, very male dominated, there's one aunt who's not married in and she is, you know, sort of a little bit reclusive. Um, And so it's all men most of the time. And me being A, the youngest, the baby, and B, the weird one who has all these gender and sexuality things um, just meant that that first Christmas after I came out was just a minefield of all the uncles greeting me by the name that I don't use anymore and then making all these uncomfortable comments. Um, many of them very well-intentioned, but still very, very uncomfortable. So I think we can probably all find a, a similar story, um, more or less extreme in terms of, of you know, the, the topics that have divided us, but we've all had a little bit of friction in our families and definitely around the holidays, I feel like it gets a little bit exacerbated. Certainly, especially since everyone is together, hasn't seen everyone in a while, they might want to catch up and ask you questions that, um, like you said, may be well-intentioned, um, but um, maybe not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've actually been... Uh, on your, your note about reconnecting with family as adults um, that you haven't seen in ages, this year, just over the summer, I reconnected with um, my cousin, who's actually on my mum's side, so I never saw much of her anyway. Um, but she's one of only two cousins younger than me because, again, my mum is the second youngest of her five siblings and I'm her youngest, and so her little brother has two kids. Um, and so my cousin um that I just recently reconnected with has just recently told me all about how she's um sort of split from her family over some similar um differences 
and we've realized that there's nothing stopping her and me from from linking up. And so next year, when I go back to New Zealand for Christmas, she's going to come and join my family. We realized there's no reason that she has to go to her own immediate family for Christmas. She might as well come to mine um, because, you know, the, the things that have split her away from her parents are things that my mother absolutely loves about her and um, and has already gone through a lot of the hard conversations with me. And so seeing a, a lesser variant of, you know, I've, I've gone from being the, the little baby girl to being um, genderqueer and um, gay. And my cousin is not. She is just very open and accepting of um, various different identities, which is something that her parents absolutely can't tolerate. But my mum is perfectly fine having someone who embodies those things in the family. So she's totally fine having someone else who accepts those things in the family. That's so great. That's... I'm really, really happy for you and for her and for your family to be able to provide like um, a refuge for your cousin and just welcome her, you know, into yeah. family Christmas. That's great. Yeah. She said it was the first time she's been excited about Christmas in years. And I was kind of like, same, same. Cause yeah. I, you know, Christmas is normally, it, it's nice because here in Canada, I spend it with my fiance's family. Um, but back in New Zealand, it was like, oh, yeah, we all hang out and we have a nice meal and exchange some presents. And that was about it. And now it's like, no, it's special. I'm going to have my cousin there and she and I are good friends. And, you know, we've, we're reconnecting after more than a decade of not seeing each other. Wow. Um, and and so it's just like this Christmas next year is going to be the most special. And I, I was like, this is what Christmas should feel like all the time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but it, it, it doesn't for a lot of people, as we've kind of established, there are some people for whom the holidays are quite uncomfortable. And so I thought we could talk a bit about how to survive those different forms of uncomfortable holidays, uh, whether it's Christmas or any other holiday um, throughout the year. I know America's just had Thanksgiving, which can also be, uh, you know, a bit tense. <laughs> Um, and so I thought we could touch on some things that um, teens or young adults can do uh, when going back to their immediate families or having extended family over. Uh, some things that the families can do if they sense there's a bit of tension there. And also some things that you might be able to do if um, you're sensing tension, not in your own family, but in a, a family that you know. Um yeah, so uh, let me just have a look. So for teens, um, depending on how old you are, there are different um, different ways that that sort of family uncomfortableness can present and different um, amounts of power that you might have to make a change there. Um, so what kind of what kind of scenarios can we think of for various ages? Uh, where there might be a little bit of tension around the holidays. Well, as we were talking about before, as adults, we're able to start creating these environments where we can, you know, for all intents and purposes, create our own Christmas and invite those that we wish to create a family with. Um, but for teens and for those who still live at home, um, that option isn't as uh, isn't as accessible. 
we have family coming in from out of town. Perhaps uh, you may not want to visit with or see at all. So you you feel very, very obligated to be present because they're in your own home. Exactly. And especially if you're a younger teen, um, if and if you live in a, a rural area or somewhere where you can't just, you know, get out of the house and go for a walk or go to a friend's house, um, there can be a lot of pressure to be home and be present and be socializing. Yes. Um, even if that socializing is, is not doing wonders for your mental health. Um, so you've got everything from, you know, when you're maybe 12 or 13, having to be there all the time and not having the choice mm-hmm. to kind of up to your late teens or um, when you're a young adult, um, having the option and the ability to walk away or go somewhere else, but having the pressure of needing to socialize, needing to hang out with your extended family because they're only in town for the holidays and so that um, the expectation that you're going to socialize. Yes, and the expectation that you're not only, you're going to be socializing, you're going to be polite and you're not going to stir the pot. Oh, being polite. And that expectation of being polite is so often, you know, one directional. You're you're expected to be polite to the uncles and the grandparents, um, even if they're saying things that aren't very polite back, back to you. Uh, so, uh, we're going to have a think and come up with some solutions or, you know, potential ways that you might be able to get through those kinds of situations. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and uh, hear from some of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with some brainstorms and some ideas for how you can get through the holidays as a teen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Team Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, I am back here with Mary Lou, and we're talking about um, the holidays and the stress that can come from being around family, especially when there are differences between you that might create some tension. Um, So we've just been talking about uh, when you're a teenager or a young adult and you are with um, immediate family that you don't see too often or extended family who are visiting or that you are visiting um, and the kinds of ways that um, that can be uncomfortable when you're expected to socialize with them. Um, So we've been thinking about some ways that you might be able to make that bearable Um, especially if you're not able or if you feel um, pressure to not leave or take a break. Um, Mary Lou, did you have any ideas of of ways that um, teens or young adults could sort of deal with those situations? Yeah, I think the number one thing that's important to do for ourselves and the greatest gift of all is to set boundaries. Set Mm -hmm. boundaries with ourselves and stick to them. Um, if you're comfortable speaking to your parents or other members of your family about your boundaries and um, if you're anticipating some friction with different members of the family, um, are there other family members that you're able to talk to about that to help kind of prepare for when those situations might come up? Just some things to think about other people in your family that can support you um, while you're feeling like uh, there may be some uncomfortable moments over, uh, over some turkey Exactly. What are some ways that setting those boundaries could, what are some, what, what are some ways that that could look like? Um, some boundaries that you might need to set, especially as a young adult or a teen? Uh, certainly, um, setting boundaries around um, triggers are very important. I know for me, um, I, I find it very difficult when family members discuss my body. Um, this mm-hmm. is very big issue for me. Um, from a very young age, I dealt with um, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, um, and uh, the conversation somehow would always come back to my body, mm-hmm. even family. Um, and this is something that I actually had to bring up rather recently, um, which was difficult for me as a, you know, at that time, almost 30-year-old adult. Hey, um, you know, I just want to let you know that uh, I don't really like talking about my body. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not it's like, you look great, have you lost weight? It may come off as a compliment. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's, yeah. 
And especially with with something like um, growth or weight changes, you, you have absolutely yeah, and you have absolutely no idea why someone might have had a change in their weight. Um, or whether they view it as a positive or negative thing. And imposing that positive frame on someone, especially during a holiday that is very much centered around food, can be so destructive. I remember when I was in my first year of college, I had um, gone through some uh, mental health changes and some medication changes, and I'd also just moved countries. um, And all of that led to me dropping about 20, 25 pounds in the space of six months, which was not a healthy weight change for me. Um, and people were making comments about, um, wow, you know, you're, you're so skinny. Like, are you okay? You're so skinny. And I would be like, yeah, I'm actually like, I'm actually not. And then, uh, you know, five minutes later, I would I would say something like, you know, I'm I'm almost at my goal weight because I was trying to gain some weight back because I was so thin that it, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning until my mum had brought me toast. Wow. Um, and I would say to someone, you know, I'm almost at my goal weight, and they would say, Why are you trying to lose weight? You're already so skinny. And I would say, Oh no no, other way around. I'm trying to gain weight. And they would go, Oh, why? So you can't win. (laughs) Right? It just blew my mind. I was like, so you've just established that I look unhealthily thin and yet you're shocked that I would want to gain weight. And that's the kind of conversation that happens around the holidays because especially when you're seeing people after a long time, um, you know, people do change physically over the course of the year. So if last time you saw someone was last Christmas and you're now seeing them again this Christmas, they might look completely different. And there's no way you can on that that is 100% guaranteed to be appropriate and constructive. There's, yeah, you can't comment on someone having lost weight unless you know for a fact that they have been trying to do that and are happy with where they are. And likewise for gaining weight, um, you know, you can't comment on someone having gained weight unless you know that that is a thing that they have been trying to do and they are... Um, you know, have stated that they have reached a milestone that they feel good about. You can't just throw out comments about people's appearances and expect that you're going to get a positive reaction. Um, Yeah, especially if it's someone who's younger, especially a generation younger, Mm -hmm. where there's that power difference. Absolutely. And that that kind of uh, rolls back to our point of being polite. Mm. Um, When these compliments or or comments are made you know it's it's a lot of holiday tongue biting and a lot of thank you when yes. we mean thank you we mean yeah I mean please no <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think setting boundaries is just such a good um a good thing to think about as we go into the holiday season when you're going to be seeing a lot of people um that you haven't seen in a while that you might not be especially close to especially for things like um, hugs and kisses. Yes. Because you see the distant cousins and, you know, you have to give grandma a hug, but you might not want to give grandma a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, and establish and establish with them ahead of time that you don't really want to give hugs to these distant relatives. Um, that can be a good thing to think about, if, especially if physical contact with people that you might not be all that close to is a big deal for you. Um, 
And yeah, having someone on your side who can help you um, establish those boundaries and enforce them is a, a really strong um, sort of point to establish before the family all descends on you for the holidays. 100%. And I think that um, this, you know, talking about, you know, give Uncle Gary a hug, give him a hug goodbye, that kind of body autonomy, that starts when we're kids. Yes. Go give them a kiss. You want to give them a kiss goodbye? It's built in from such a young age that, yes, I will, yes, mother, I will give him a hug, even though you do not want yeah, it's I was I was reading these posts from my friends who are young mothers about how they're talking to their children about body autonomy and saying, hey, you know, would you like to give Auntie Claire a hug or a high five goodbye and giving them that choice and starting to teach children that you have the option to choose? Yes, yes. There's a, a four year old I know who has those options. Anytime I say goodbye, it's do you want a hug goodbye? Do you want a high five? Do you want a fist bump? Do you just want to wave? And you do need to pick one of those options, but all four of them are equally valid. You know, you do have to acknowledge that someone is leaving and say goodbye to them nicely, but you don't have to give them a hug or a kiss. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. And just starting that from an early age um, is can save a lot of uncomfortableness and anxiety around the holidays. Yeah, and that can also be a tough thing to explain to extended family, Um, particularly people who were raised with, um, you know, kids are expected to give hugs and kisses. Trying to explain to someone that I know you really want a hug from your grandchild, but your grandchild is not comfortable giving hugs right now, so that's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, Again, we're having an, an ally in the family, particularly an older ally, like an older sibling or a parent or a cousin or an uncle or an aunt, can really help to deflect the pressure of, of validating and justifying that from the young person who is just trying to set a boundary. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic point is having that older ally and it's unfortunate, but it's a reality that age plays a factor in terms of whether or not your older family will, you know, believe your opinion to be valid or your. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it plays into some kind of uncomfortable dynamics of um, who has authority. So, you know, when you're a kid, your authority is your parent. And while you definitely can and should be able to stand up for yourself, um, there's something to be said for a parent saying, no, I won't force my child to hug you. Um, And so if your parents are, you know, on your side for a lot of these things, or if you can ahead of time convince them of your perspective, that can be a great way to um, set up going into the holidays so that you've had the uncomfortable discussion with them first. And then um, whether you, whether they have it on your behalf with other family members or whether they let you have that conversation with family members but support you and back up um, what you're saying if necessary, right. any of those options can be really helpful if you're trying to negotiate some tricky family situations. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. It looks like it's time for us to take another quick break and uh, then we'll be back with some more tips for families and um, other people who might notice some holiday awkwardness.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Thank you so much for joining us again, everyone. Um, we've just been talking about some ways that teens might be able to cope during the holidays as regards setting boundaries um, and uh, linking up with a, an ally in the family that can help you um, maintain and enforce those boundaries. Um, and the next question is, what if you don't have someone else in the family who will be your ally? If you don't have an older sibling or a parent or someone in your extended family who is willing to help you out? Um if you've listened to the, the shows that I've done in the past uh, for Teen Wealth, you might remember that I do crisis intervention, and that involves um, talking to people who are going through an immediate personal crisis and helping them figure out how they're going to get through it. Um, and one of the important things about crisis intervention is that no crisis is too big or too small to handle. Um, and so while the holiday season might not seem like a, a huge crisis in the grand scheme of things. If it's causing you stress, it is a crisis. And if it's something that you feel uncomfortable with, something that's causing you a lot of unhappiness, that's a crisis too. And so we're going to look at some ways that you can get through that even if you can't fix what's going on. Awesome. And um, the, the first 
question that I always ask people um, when they're uh, establishing that, you know, they, they have a crisis and they need to get through it is what do you think could help you cope with this? Um, and even, you know, what, what might help someone cope could be a goal that they want to achieve or just a step that they want to take. Um, so, for instance, if you are uh, dealing with um, family members who um, aren't very accepting of the new partner that you've brought home for the holidays, maybe a new boyfriend has come over and, and the family doesn't approve, um, that might be a crisis for you. And so ways that you could cope with that might be a goal like getting my mom to like my new boyfriend, but it also might be steps to take like um, deflect any conversations about my new boyfriend or um, make sure that my boyfriend doesn't have to be alone with my Uncle Gary or something like that. Um, or even just um, ways that I can cope with this is at the end of the night, every night that the extended family here is here, I'm going to sit in my room for half an hour and I'm not going to talk to them. That's a fantastic idea. Um, I really like the idea of going to your room and having some quiet time. Um, it's important to recharge, kind of recalibrate, and be able to have some time where you can fill yourself back up like it. Mm -hmm. And, okay, this is going to be the most Starbucks thing I say all evening. As I, I worked for Starbucks for 11 years, and I still find myself full of all of these analogies and all of this um, speak. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. Yeah. Um, and so taking that time to um, excuse yourself is fine, and it's okay. Yeah. And you have to explain yourself. Yeah. And, and just taking a minute... Um, whether it's going and sitting in your room for half an hour or if it's just going into the kitchen and taking a couple of minutes to make yourself a cup of tea or going and having a bath, doing things that you're not going to have to fight for. So you're not going to be adding more stress by doing these things, um, finding things that you can do to care for yourself without adding extra stress to the situation. Um, and it looks different for every single person. Um, so for me, going and sitting in another room and um, checking on what's been happening on Twitter is a good recharge for me because it allows me to mentally disengage from the situation as well as physically disengaging. And for other people, it might be going for a walk. Um, for some people, if you've got a family pet, it might be playing with the pet for a little bit, um, especially if you can in if you can make that into a thing that is a responsible thing for you to do at that time. So saying, I'm going to take the dog out for a walk could be a great way to um, remove yourself from the situation and have some time to recharge with the dog without it being a whole thing of you, you know, needing to leave, which can sort of prolong the conversation, you know, when you get back and, and everyone goes, oh, well, why did you leave? Well, because I needed to take the dog for a walk. As simple as that. End of conversation. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about coming back and, well, are you ready to continue talking? It's like, yeah. no, I didn't cut up the conversation. I had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Having things to do and making a plan for how to um, leave uncomfortable conversations without making it more uncomfortable 
um, can be a really good thing to, to sort of plan ahead of time. Um, and also on the other side of that, if you are, um, if it's not you that is having the kind of feeling like the focus of the crisis, but if you're a member of a family, um, a sibling or a parent or um, extended family, and you're noticing that um, there's some conflict in the family, particularly centered around a young person, what are some ways that you can help uh, make the situation less stressful and less frustrating? Uh like you said, it's important to be an ally, especially when you're older. And I like that you called out the situation of the younger person in the family who may need our help. Mm. Um, just, we may need help from an older cousin or an aunt or an uncle or our parents. Um, like you said, the, the first thing to do is to identify it, to really watch for cues that that person may be uncomfortable, whether or not they're fidgeting, they're disengaging, you can see them not really listening um, they may not be really physical cues, but you might have to pick up on that emotional energy that they don't really want to talk about um, school or yeah. what they're going to do when they graduate yes. or going to college. Um, and as we get older, things like, so when are you going to have kids? Oh, yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> yes. And identifying those sticking points especially if you have um, a, a teen who is developing their own identity and coming into their own sense of um, perspective on the world. Uh, if you, for instance, find that your teen has over the course of this year or when, you know, however long, um, sprouted a different set of political beliefs from how you were raising them. If you're a parent and you find that you are dividing with your child over political, religious, or ideological lines, some ways that you can um, not have that add to the stress of the holidays, which are already quite stressful. And especially if you're adding extended family members, that becoming a huge fight that it doesn't need to be at this time of year. Um, and so in, in those sorts of, sort of situations, if you can identify as a parent that your child is um, differing from you in a way that's likely to cause conflict, um, identifying those sticking points and doing what you can to mitigate them. So that might be something like if you notice that your child doesn't want to attend the family religious ceremonies that you usually do um, for whatever holiday Finding ways to negotiate that situation in a way that is going to be the least hurtful to everyone. Or if you are, if you realize that your child has a differing political opinion, maybe just shelving those conversations for now um, and avoiding putting your child in a position where they're going to need to give an opinion um, in, in a way that could exacerbate conflict. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a really great call out is, you know, to set those boundaries with, um, you know, as a parent um, with the teenagers, like, hey, you know, I've noticed that this situation in the past has caused some uh, grief at the dinner table. You know, would you like me to deflect the conversation away if it comes down to politics or um, reproductive rights yes. or whatever the hot button issue with the family is? taking that initiative and as the authoritative member of the family, 
changing the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. And, and the power of being that member of the family who has the loudest voice. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I love having my mom on side whenever I'm at home for, for family holidays, because while my dad um, has the most strongly held opinions. My mum is the one with the loud voice who can cut in and say, okay, change of subject. We're not talking about this anymore. And she's been really good at um, identifying when my dad and I are about to butt heads, particularly over things like um, gender identity, because he doesn't quite understand yet. And that's a work in progress. But my mum has done a lot of that work um, more quickly than he has. And so she's now more understanding of my perspective and my identity and that means that she notices when my dad is headed down a path where he's going to hit a nerve for me and she has gotten really good at deflecting the conversation before it starts That's really great. Um, yeah and so for parents who have um a child whether they're a, a young teen or a young adult no matter what age they are if you're a parent and you can identify that something is going to cause your child stress or going to cause the rest of the family stress around your child, um, figuring out ways that you can deflect that early on um, is probably going to save your kid a, a whole lot of stress during the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Being their champion, being their protector, you know, not just in terms of, um, you know, outside influences, it's, inside it it can be family too yeah and even if if the conflict is directly between you and your child um making the decision as the adult or the older adult in the situation to not do this right now you know if you and your child have a direct conflict over something no matter what it is deciding that we're not going to do this at christmas And setting that aside and whether you pick it up later or not, just deciding that now is not the right time to to push that issue. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take another quick break and then we'll be back uh, in a few minutes for some tips if you notice someone else's family having a bit of a hard time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Beauty is always a reflection of how we are taking care of ourselves from the inside. And our business is no different. Building your business brand is a direct reflection of you. In today's competitive landscape, personal and proven leadership skills can ensure that our brands and businesses succeed. 
Join host Bonnie Bonadeo and visionary guest experts to help you find success. Tune into beautiful brands inside and out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to teen wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com that's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Thanks for joining us again, everyone. Uh, so, once again, I'm Cass, and I am here with Mary Lou, and we're talking about the holidays and how it can be stressful and how you can avoid, mitiga- uh, avoid that stress or mitigate it if you can. Um, so, we've talked a bit about, as a teen or a young adult, the stress that you might encounter in your family around the holidays and some things that you can do as a teen or as a family member, like a parent. And we thought just for the last little bit of our show, we would touch on uh, if you're noticing stress, not in your own family, but in someone else's family around the holidays. Um, So Mary Lou, what kinds of situations do you think that might be? Who do you think you might kind of notice some some tension in um, if it's not your own family? Um, something to definitely look for would be recent changes in the family. Um, families are always changing, whether or not that be adding or losing members um, to divorce, if someone has passed away, um, if parents are getting married and you're having new step-siblings added, um, that would be something great to kind of keep a close eye on on um, members of that family and that household that are quite sensitive to the changes and perhaps everything isn't going great or smoothly or well at all. Yeah, and that can be um, the you know extended family that you might not um, personally be spending time with, so you might notice that your cousin is not having a great time um, or your friends. Or if you're a parent, it might be your child's friends. So, you know, if your kid um, lets you know that their best friend is kind of dreading the holidays, um, figuring out why that is, whether that's a family thing, and uh, seeing if there's any way that you, as an unrelated adult, can um, help that young person out and, and try and make the holidays a bit more bearable for them, even if you can't resolve the situation that they're finding themselves in. That's, that's really great. And some, something incredible to offer someone young, especially when, you know, it, it's hard to tell another adult or a friend that I'm not looking forward to Christmas or, you know, the last few Christmases have sucked. What is, you know? Yeah what's this one going to be like and being able to be the parent that without crossing 
boundaries is able to provide something special and something warm and inclusive where that person is able to spend some time um, just hanging out, chilling, being involved. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oh, sorry, Mary, you cut out. Sorry, I'm not sure if I was talking of you just there. <laughs> um, uh, so... Yeah, figuring out ways um, that you can, without being overly intrusive, um, kind of give that young person a a bit of a break or a bit of assistance, especially because there's so much pressure to spend time with your own immediate family during the holidays. Um, So rather than saying, you know, uh, no, you don't have to spend Christmas Day with your family at all, um, just saying, well, perhaps for um, half an hour on Christmas, you could come over and have lunch with us, you know, after your own family lunch and providing those escape routes in ways that the the young person's family is going to be okay with. So without sort of treading on the parent's toes and, and trying to be another parent, um, but sort of absorbing them a little bit into your own family um, to give them a, a bit of a break um, or, you know, volunteering a, a joint family thing. If, if you feel like just having extra people who aren't their own family around might be helpful for them. And this is especially important um, if you are close, if, if your two families are close. So if your kids are best friends, um, you're possibly in the best position to volunteer that as someone that, that, young person's family knows and spends a lot of time with. Absolutely. And I really like how you put it. It's not instead of, it's in addition to. So, hey, Mm -hmm. not instead of, you know, staying home for Christmas, why don't you come over here? It's, hey, why don't you, you know, when you have an extra half an hour, in addition, come over to Mm -hmm. our place. It's not replacing, it's just adding and, um, and growing on that. Yeah. And of course, if the situation is extreme, you can you can definitely be extreme if you need to. So, you know, my cousin is spending next Christmas with my family instead of her family, because um, my mum being her aunt is in a position to to invite her as part of the extended family and have that be a valid thing to do at Christmas. Um, but also if it comes to it and if, if my cousin's dad finds out where she is, my mum is perfectly happy to lock the door in his face and say, no, your daughter's spending Christmas with us because she loves us more. Um, and so if, if you're willing to be that extreme, um, definitely, I'm, I'm sure the young person would appreciate that, but it doesn't need to be that extreme to be helpful. Um even if you're just offering a little bit of, of a respite or even just letting the young person know that, you know, you can call me if it's Christmas day and you just need to talk for half an hour, you can give me a call and you won't be intruding on my own Christmas. Um, and, and making that person aware, no matter if they're a, a friend of your child or if it's one of your extended family members or anyone, um, making sure they know that them needing some support is not going to be an imposition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, offering that branch and, and being very specific about um, when and how, and not just, hey, call me if you need me. It's, hey, you know, 
call me if this happens or, you know, let's talk about. Yes. Yeah. Because anything you need is so broad that no one is ever going to take you up on a specific. Um, If you say, call me if you need anything, then the person you're offering that to is not going to take you up on that because they will feel like they're asking too much. But yeah, saying if you want to give me a call on Christmas Eve, you know, let me know how the family stuff is doing um, and I'm available to chat, you know, all day on Christmas for a few minutes if you need. That's the kind of specific offer with established parameters and again, boundaries um, that is going to get you more um, more acceptance of that offer. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think, Cass, you actually posted something very similar on Facebook um, the other day about offering specific examples of assistance. Yes. Like, hey, call me if you need something. It's, hey, I made you dinner. When can I drop it off? And yes. I loved that. Yeah. It goes beyond the, the, the well intent of let me know what I can do but it's very explicit in terms of I'm going to do something for you. This is what it is. This is what you, do. you know when you need that. Yes. Yeah. All right. We, we're just going to wrap up here. It looks like we've got about a minute left. Um, any final thoughts, Mary Lou? Um, I'm just glad we had this talk. Even as a, a 30 year old human, um, I'm still finding my boundaries with my family and, and learning when to say now is not the time. Yes. So thank you so much for having me today um, to talk on the show. It was great to get to know you a little bit more. Your mom sounds awesome, by the way. <laughs> my, my mom uh, is definitely one of my best friends, and I'm so looking forward to seeing her again next Christmas. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone, and thank you, Mary Lou, for, for joining me on the show. Um, and I'm not sure when Mary Lou or I will be back ne- uh, next, but someone will be back next week, and it might even be us. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Thank you.